You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You know what this is? A commercial? Right, and you know what that means. <gasps> Time for a snack? Wrong. I want you to do some heart-healthy exercise. Yes, you! Try some seated leg extensions right now. Just lift each leg up and extend it straight, one at a time, six to eight times. I can do that. Yes, you can. Remember, every commercial is a chance to sneak in heart-healthy activity. Visit findexerciseanywhere.com and speak with your doctor to learn more about the risks of heart failure. Appropriate for us as a message. Um, then the only song I can really kind of think of. Is this thing on? Hold up, let me check. Ooh, it's on and it's recording. Oh my god. Hey everyone, and welcome to the very very first episode of Beauty Unlocked. I'm Carissa Vickis. I'm super excited for you guys to be here and thank you so much for joining. I cannot tell you guys how many times I've started and stopped this because I'm trying to get used to everything. I have like my notes up and I didn't realize I was recording as you could hear from the beginning. <laughs> but all right, I'm just, it's gonna... Um, take me a moment to get used to everything so bear with me so we're going to be taking a look at our society's obsession with physical beauty and i'll be covering an array of topics which i'll be bringing to you every week so let's jump right in so we're going to start with where this concept or the beauty ideals stems from in western culture and it actually stems from ancient Greece. Hello. <laughs> and it was someone by the name of Pythagoras, which I think many of many of you are know him. Um, not personally, obviously, because he lived over 2,000 years ago. But you might know him for his theorem. But we're not going to be talking about his theorem because that would be extremely boring as it was in high school. But um, we're going to talk about his idea of so according to Pythagoras, the ideal of beauty was associated to the ideas of symmetry and proportion. And if you think about it today, we actually think of, and this is in air quotes, like the perfect body um, follows certain measurements. So then we dive further into this as scientists believe that we perceive proportional bodies to be more healthy, I, basically more beautiful. We can take a look throughout history that artists and sculptors actually used the ideas of symmetry and proportion. And one artist that comes to mind is the famous Leonardo da Vinci. Now, Leonardo, he drew the famous Vitruvian Man, which, side note, I actually got to see when I was a teacher in Padova. There was an exhibition um, on war machinery that he had designed in, in, well, not in Venice, but it was in Venice this uh Ex exhibition at this art gallery and I actually saw the Vitruvian man and I took a picture of it with my iPod but there was no flash 
and I did it when no one was in the room. But anyway, that's besides the point. I saw the Vitruvian Man, and Leonardo um, drew the Vitruvian Man using the golden ratio. So with the math behind it, the golden ratio is basically 1.618. So the closer the, how would you say, the closer the like symmetry of your face is and even of your body, the more beautiful it is. We go back to ancient Greece <laughs> from like the Renaissance to ancient Greece again. But we um, look at someone, uh, a philosopher, Plato, and he also has something to say about the mathematical concept of beauty. Now, he says that beauty was classified by a hierarchy. At the bottom, there was the physical beauty, and at the top was beauty itself. Thing is that he, Plato, criticized physical beauty, and he just said that it was pure appearance, which obviously it is. But he's, he added more to it, saying that the body is a prison for the soul. So beauty didn't just refer to the beauty of the body, a beauty of the face, which he rejected, but he extended it to other moral and civic virtues. He goes into it, oh my God, in this, in this dialogue and symposium, which really, you guys, I'll have links to, um, to all this like research I did for this stuff like on the website, but I was reading like multiple sources on symposium and literally my head was reeling from it. So, oh man, in short, symposium talks about, yes, beauty, but it also talks about love. I'm not gonna get into it because honestly, we could be here for days and I don't think you wanna be here for days. So basically, Plato condemns what we know as pure appearance. And he says um, it's what condemns us. Um, we're, con we're condemned by pure appearance. And when you think about it, it kind of condemns us today because everybody, or everybody, yeah, everyone um, is imprisoned in their own body. And, but it's what is taken into account. And as a consequence, this is what people only and really, not only, not everyone, I can't generalize, but this is what people care about. It's the first thing we see because as visual creatures, it's the first thing we see in a person before we speak to them, before we get to know them. Um, but the physical aspect, it takes, it takes over our lives and we become a slave to a society that always tries to find like perfect beauty so that's basically in short i tried to make it as short as possible but that is the beauty ideals and where they stem from so they stem from pythagoras and his mathematical ideas of symmetry and proportion we see it in leonardo da vinci's work as well and then we talked about <laughs> we talked about plato and how he's basically saying that our physical appearance is like a prison because we're more than just that um, I did some research and I came up on these statistics. I actually came across a lot of statistics and um, I find statistics riveting. Um, not to say that it like gets me off because it takes a lot more to get me off than just statistics, but I found these um, statistics really um, interesting and it puts things actually into perspective. And again, I'll, um, I'll put links up on the website to where you can like read up more um on if it interests you obviously <laughs> maybe who knows like there's someone that like gets off by um <laughs> by like statistical data so as for statistics i came across 
uh, I came across like Dove's statistics on beauty pressures and women and girls calling for a change. And then I found um, Girls on Beauty, the new Dove research finds low beauty confidence driving eight in 10 girls to opt out of future opportunities. So, but before I fell on Dove's research, I came on, I came across this, uh, this, and it said, uh, so I'm just going to read this out, <laughs> not in a very boring vo voice, I hope, but it says, according to research survey of 3,300 girls and women across 10 countries, 90% of all women aged 15 to 64 worldwide want to change at least one aspect of their physical appearance. With body weight rank, ooh, that's ooh, with body weight ranking the highest, so it says it goes on to say that the uh, this finding suggests that women's anxiety about their appearance is a global phenomenon observed in every country studied from Saudi Arabia to the United States. So beyond body dissatisfaction, a stunning 67% of all women, 15 to 64. Um, worldwide reported that they actually withdrew from life engaging life sustaining activities due to feeling badly about their looks so these uh, these activities include giving an opinion meeting friends exercising going to work going to school dating and going to the doctor now I'm sure if um, whoever's listening to this maybe like the two, three people outside of my family that um, might be listening to this. Uh, I'm sure that some of you can relate because I can, I can relate to some of these things. And um, it's, it's quite surprising. It just, it puts a lot into perspective. And this is one of the reasons why I actually started this. Well, this project came into my mind actually is that I wanted, I, I knew that there was, there was issues and I've had issues with weight since I was very, very young. And, um, and so, and it, it went well into adulthood and I still struggle with certain things, but learning to, to love myself one step at a time. But, um, one of the reasons why I started this project is I wanted to see how deep it goes into our society, where it stems, stems from, the psychology, and obviously the consequences. And I'll, and I'll, well, I'll be talking about this like more throughout, like um, in other episodes, not in this episode, because, you know, it's just too much information right now. So throughout everything, I will, you know, um, basically be sharing also like my experiences with a lot of these things. And I know for a fact, and I'll be so happy when people outside of like my family <laughs> actually like you know um tell me and like share with me their experiences about you know um about physical beauty and this kind of like how we're 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 kind of entrapped in a society that just puts a lot of emphasis on it and i want to know like how you guys feel about it uh, but going back to this 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 report talks about also that it's not only through the media um, because it shows also that parental feedback uh, has been identified as an important source um, for conveying social cultural ideals and attitudes about appearance, especially like in pre-adolescent girls. And they were saying that like, it goes on to say that like higher body shame in, in, um, in girls' mothers was associated with lower body esteem in, in their daughters. 
and daughter's perceptions of how their family like approves of their appearance um, predicts like her body esteem. But it found that compared to boys, girls exhibited greater body image concern, received more information regarding weight and dieting from their parents and tried more actively to stay thin. Now, obviously, I don't only want to take like sides here in the sense of like, oh, the media, uh, media only targets girls or just taking it from my perspective because... I, I want to see it on on fr from different sides, obviously, but um, and I'm not a boy, <laughs> um, although I got balls sometimes, but they're just a bit they're located in a different area, um, where instead of where men's balls are located. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's enough personal information about me. Uh, no, but um, of course I want to take um, I want to I want to take a look at all like how men and, 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 and young boys are affected also. Uh, so basically, it, it, it goes on to say that, um, that the uh, media doesn't, is not the only place like that like promotes. It's also like the role of parents and peers that shows that it's a powerful contributing factor to thin ideals um, and how it's like pushed on pre-adolescent girls but the thing is that they, we need to remember that our family and our peer groups, they live in the same cultural context as we do. And so, of course, they're not immune to the exposure, the pressures and internalization of, of physical appearance or what physical appearance, and this is, again, what physical appearance should be. That's like, you know, in air quotes right there. Going into the media, now we're all exposed to it somehow. Okay, not all of us. Again, I'm, I'm kind of generalizing. Some of us are not, but that's the very, very, like, rare. <laughs> and that's, like, very few people that are not exposed to um, today's media. But when, when we um, think about it, like, we can take the example of Hollywood or, you know, the movie industry in general and um, the movie industry is built on fantasy and fairy tales. So basically from the time or the golden age of Hollywood, like actors and actresses were put on a pedestal and they were used as a way, and they still are, you know, as a way for us to like escape the, our, our mundane existence, I should say. But uh, basically we're fed an unrealistic world of physical perfection amongst other things and for years you know Hollywood or the movie industry the fashion industry dictated the way we dress and how we should physically look so we know that like imperfections blemishes cellulite and fat didn't exist of course it existed <laughs> you know they existed since the time of human beings um, but they they weren't portrayed they won't weren't shown and that's because reality wouldn't sell you don't want to show the real what a real person looks like because it wouldn't sell the product that they're they're advertising now of course recently now the media in a way has kind of changed and sometimes you know uh, like photoshopped images have been leaked and whatnot to show that well guess what like this actress does have cellulite or this actor doesn't have the well let's again air quotes perfect you know six pack or eight pack or I don't know how many packs, whatever, you know, and so we are seeing a change and, and, and actors are coming out and saying, well, no, we, we, we don't, we don't endorse Photoshop and stuff like that. Um, 
but but we've seen all these kind of like images and and we've all come across of them like you know the the photoshopped image and the real image of the model the the actor the actress whoever it is um but basically uh, the movie industry, um, which is a money-driven industry, it merged with another money-making industry, which is the fashion industry, and this dictated um, their f version of physical beauty, and it it has fed and it continues to feed on our insecurities, and it's leaked into other industries as well because all these industries work together. But what we what we kind of forget. And, and I'm one also to forget sometimes, you know, because when you're scrolling on, you know, social media or whatever, you just you, you have a thing of like where you just tend to forget. But and I'm definitely guilty of this for sure. I'm not pointing fingers to any on anyone or to anyone. But it's we, we have a tendency um, of refusing to understand that each and every body is different. And this is what, you know, variety variety is the spice of life i mean can you imagine if everybody was looking the same <laughs> it would be pretty boring but the thing is that like everybody is different and we're being fed via like the media that this unattainable beauty and we're not taking into consideration like people's like morphology is different or their soma somatotype is like different just ba body shape is different and some of us, as much as we work on it, we're not going to be ultra curvaceous or have that, you know, hourglass figure or whatever is in at the moment, you know. And it, it's it's one of those things that we just have to be kind of realistic. And I think we have a tendency of forgetting because we want to escape our world and we go into this kind of fantasy world. But what you see on social media or wherever you might see it is that you might see some women or men 10 women, 10 men that have like an air quotes, similar body types. But what you really have to ask yourself is that are they natural? Okay, naturally built like this or have they had alterations? And, you know, I'm not one to like be a pessimist and be judgmental. I'm not. But for people to have exactly I know realistically that we cannot have the exact same body type as let's say our Instagram idols or, you know, our, our, our actors that whatever, you know, it's just, it's just highly unlikely that we'll, we'll ever attain. Um, and of course, I'm all about, you know, having healthy eating patterns. Um, it's all about the mind, soul, um, mind, body and soul connection. Um, so if of course you dedicate yourself to working out and, you know, eating healthy, uh, of course, you can achieve whatever you're trying to achieve goals wise, but we 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 as a society and it's not our fault, of course, we have a tendency to want quick fixes. And so we we unfortunately, this is the harsh reality of things. We prefer to like cut out all the hard parts of going to the gym daily or whatever, you know, or eating healthily or whatever it is. And sometimes we just adopt dangerous habits. And I've definitely, definitely been, um, uh, I'm definitely guilty of uh, adopting dangerous habits, you know, uh, especially in my 20s and whatnot. And so that's um, basically my rant and rave, <laughs> that we can't all be the same. And unfortunately, we live in a society that kind of pressures us, whether we, we know it or not, there's somehow like, pressures that we put on ourselves but it's not our fault and we have to remember that 
So throughout the course of uh, my research, I, I don't remember what I typed in to um, Google search. I really don't remember. But it was something about like Western beauty standards or I, I don't know, culture. I don't remember. Anyway, and there was um, one of the results that came up was a feminine beauty ideal. And it was like a Wikipedia article. And I was like, well, thank you, Wikipedia. And I clicked onto it and stuff. And the definition of feminine beauty ideal this is how it's um, <laughs> this is how it's uh, defined. So feminine beauty ideal is the socially constructed notion that physical attractiveness is one of women's most important assets and something all women should strive to achieve and maintain. This is where there's going to be a pause. I'm pausing. And this is where I'm going to say, eat my Mediterranean ass. Because honestly, it's uh is one of women's most important assets and something all women should strive to achieve and maintain first of all seriously eat my mediterranean ass second of all fuck off in all honesty nothing when i was reading that i think i had to read it over and over again and the only thing that i kept on repeating to myself was eat my mediterranean ass eat my mediterranean ass eat my mediterranean ass because I can't, I, I, I just, I couldn't. And after nothing else but eat my Mediterranean ass would come up to my, my, my mind, I continued the article, I continued reading the article, and it was saying the feminine beauty ideal, which also includes female body shape, varies from culture to culture, which we are well aware of. Pressure to conform to a certain definition of beautiful, air quotes, huh, can have psychological effects such as depression, eating disorders, and low self-esteem starting from an adolescent age and continuing into adulthood. Now, um, this is, this I have like a bit of an issue with because it actually begins from pre-adolescence, but all right. And again, it, it continued to say about the feminine beauty ideal and how mass media is one of the most powerful tools for young women and uh, for young girls and women to learn and also understand feminine beauty ideals. So as mass media develops, the way people see feminine beauty ideal changes, which this is why it's referred to as a trend because it's ever changing. Beauty or physical beauty is ever changing. And I actually wrote um, a blog post about it uh, some quite some time ago, about three years ago, I think, about um, beauty through through the ages. So, uh, yeah, so the article says, like, as beauty ideals change, uh, so does, like, fe the female view of how they see themselves. And the one of the ways that, like, media, because apart from how it was magazines and TV, now it's social media. So we no longer idolize the celebrities and the models. Well, we idolize them, but in the sense of it's not only them. Now we have what is known as social media influencers and personalities and we kind of see them as more attainable than movie stars and then it comes like the, the notion comes of like oh the girl and guy next door they can have like they have or they can have well they have the hourglass uh, figure and the six-pack because this is the trend now and you know fair enough to each their own everybody knows the effort they put you know on their on themselves and they know their routine they know what they have to do the thing is that we're idolizing them and again we're kind of putting unrealistic expectations on ourselves to look ex exactly like these social media influencers and personalities 
So again, I'm all, I'm not a pessimist. I'm just being, I'm being very realistic. It's like, I'm all about living a healthier lifestyle, my mind, body, and soul. Um, but again, I know realistically that, and I, I am someone who goes to the gym, although I haven't been in quite some time because my back is all sorts of broken at this point. Um, I, I, I've been going to the gym for the past, I think it's like six years and my eating habits are like off again, on again, like good and bad and stuff like that. But, um, I know realistically, again, I'm not going to look a hundred percent like the people I see on social media. And the thing is that, um, I, I just, I think as a culture, we're just putting so much pressure on us and it's not only about the 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 way we look and stuff like that it even goes into the thing of um you know uh couples and and us having like this fantasy like ideal of like again like these social media influencers how their private lives look like so they have the perfect life they're traveling all the time this that you know and again it's like putting unrealistic expectations on ourselves of like kind of comparing our bodies our lifestyles to not not only celebrities but like social media like celebrities so this article also like referenced and said like um about advertisement for products such as diets cosmetics and exercise gear um like they help like the media construct a dream world of hopes and high standards that incorporates the glorification of slenderness and weight loss and this kind of reminds me you know, of course, when you go on certain websites, and I know for a fact now because I've been like researching beauty, beauty, beauty <laughs> for for this podcast. Um, and you know, each website now like it has cookies, and you accept or you don't accept. But of course, like now they they um, they look at your search history or what you've like searched, and I've noticed obviously like more and more of this kind of cosmetics and and are, like cosmetic. Um, advertisements and like exercise like gear and all this is like starting to pop up like in different feeds so if I'm like on Facebook or even like on Instagram I see them um but the um it's just we, we can't get away from it and I'm not going to be getting away from it for a very long time because I keep on researching different like aspects of physical beauty like you know and whatnot but uh, what I found funny is that I was scrolling on Instagram and all of a sudden there was an ad and it was like it showed like leather and like I don't know it was like even like high heeled shoes and I have not worn high heeled shoes in like a very long time but like and it was like whipped and ch whips and chains dude and I was like I was thinking what website did I go on that Instagram has the need to be showing me an advertisement to go on a website to go buy myself some bra and panties made out of faux leather and and whips and chains I was actually really intrigued I did not click on it because I thought no 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 it's not happening cuz then then I'll you know then it's just going to keep on coming up throughout my like social media like sites but I was like what the hell where did I go that this is what's popping up now on my newsfeed. So in continuing with the last bit of research, um, I've, I came up across, like I said before, um, Dove, and they did, um, they did a, a survey basically regarding uh, how beauty pressure is up and women and girls are calling for a change. They did two of that I know of. I'm just gonna speak about 
this one and then I'll add the link so that you guys can like um, you guys can take a look at it but basically um, the first it started in late 2015 uh, where they conducted a study uh, of seven countries and they added another six countries at the beginning of 2016 and they interviewed 6,000 women aged 18 to 64 and 4,500 girls aged 10 to 17 in so basically 13 countries in all and they looked at India, the US, UK, Brazil, China, Japan, Turkey, Canada, Germany, Russia, Mexico, South Africa and Australia. So after interviewing these 10,500 women and girls, it found that women's confidence in their bodies is on a steady decline with low body, uh, body esteem becoming a unifying challenge shared by women and girls around the world regardless of age and geography. Oh, it's getting a bit windy here and um, and the door is creaking. Sorry about that. It's kind of it's kind of like confusing me. They continued by saying that studies done by Dove reveal low self-esteem impacts women and girls ability to release their true potential. So 85% of women and 79% of girls admit they opt out of important life activities when they do not feel confident in the way they look. This is also going back to the other survey that was conducted much earlier in, um, in the 2000s. Uh, so then more than half of women, 69%, and girls, 65%, allude to pressure from the media and advertisement advertisements to become the world's version of beautiful which is a driving force of appearance anxiety this is this is heartbreaking because although i know it was an issue i didn't i didn't know to what extent it was an issue and when you look at percentages you know um statistical data that apparently gets me off and it might be my fetish um when you look at statistical data it really it it, it goes to show that it is really really a problem and now we have appearance anxiety. Then they continued, the study continues, and they said that the following statistics said that only 4% of women consider themselves beautiful. Only 4%. 11% of girls globally are comfortable with describing themselves as beautiful. 11% of girls. So 4% of women and 11% of girls. This is mind-boggling, and it's, it's, it's truly heartbreaking. 72% of girls feel pressure to be beautiful, 72%. I know I keep repeating myself, but it's just, it's just too much sometimes. 80% of women agree that every woman has something about her that is beautiful, but do not see their own beauty. 80% say, 80% of women agree that there's something else beautiful in another woman, but they don't see their own beauty. And that 54% of women agree that when it comes to how they look, they are their own own worst beauty critics um yeah no this is uh this is where sometimes i'm just kind of left speechless because it it's um it's sad that it is a globe it's a global problem i mean fair enough dove only conducted um this um this study with 13 countries only 13 countries but out of those 13 countries you just think what the hell is happening with the worst uh, the 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 rest of the world um which is it's it's really like heartbreaking yeah no i mean i i don't even know what to say because i'm so speechless um but 
apparently on the bright side of this study, said despite um, there is a strong desire among females to challenge existing beauty norms, with 71% of women and 67% of girls calling for the media to do a better job portraying women of diverse physical appearance, age, race, shape, and size. So with that study, keep that study in mind. I know it was like so many numbers. I totally understand. I mean, I have to go back and forth actually because I, I can't remember exactly the numbers, but um, I can say that we can see that there has been a change and there is a rise in body positivity and we can see diversity particularly in the last 10 years. Now, I know that Dove conducted this research in the last uh, four to five years, um, but I think that um, there is a rise. We can definitely see the diversity. Uh, and I think that this is due to um, the, the popularity of various social media platforms and people are more in control of what is being presented. And I think uh, you know, whether it be the entertainment industry, the fashion industry, the beauty industry, it, it's, it's, it's not just them kind of force feeding us their ideal of physical beauty. I think now they're seeing that people are sick and tired of that and they're showing, we're, we're all showing our own beauty and, and we're showing diversity, that it's not just one color, one uh, eye color, one whatever color, one body shape and everything, there is definitely, definitely more of a diversity. You can even see artists such as Lizzo, personally love her. I'm not the only one, obviously, but she is she is spreading that body positivity um, around. And there's so many other artists that right now I completely went blank because I love Lizzo and I just, I went blank. <laughs> so yeah, but um, there, there's definitely, and I think it's because of, of, of the control we have to a certain extent of, on social media um, that, that there is diversity, there is a change. We can't deny the fact, and I'm not a Debbie Downer in saying that, you know, there hasn't been a change whatsoever. Um, the thing is that with the statistics, especially that they were done four or five years ago, it's, it's frightening and it's sad. And we're still, we still have psychological effects. Uh, this, this was talking about um, appearance anxiety and saying that appearance anxiety hasn't, um, it's, it's always existed since the time we've been force fed what we should look like and whatnot. Um, and so it's, it's just sad, you know, the, the statistics. Um, and the thing is that like, the majority of us are still trying to come to terms like with the psychological trauma. I know this is like weird to say, but it is psychological trauma that we've endured for so long about like society's ideals of these ever changing beauty standards. So there is a change. I'm not arguing against that. And that's very good. And it's also there is there is also like a light being shown on the psychological effects of all this pressure that society puts on every single person. It's, I mean, there's no, there's no escaping it really. To come to the end of everything, <laughs> basically we can see from the beginning when I, I mentioned, you know, about like the beauty ideals, like, you know, stemming from ancient Greece and Pythagoras and, you know, seeing the golden ratio. Um, there's still, there's still like certain stereotypes that we haven't been able to kind of shake off since 
the time of the ancient Greeks, you know, when they came up with like the ideal like body and stuff. And if you've ever heard like, oh, he's built like a Greek god, hint, hint. But uh, it still survives to this day. It's it's like strongly rooted in our mind, even though there's like a shift. It's it's strongly rooted in in our minds and in civilization. That stereotype is well, you know, a man is handsome if he's slim and muscular. And if he has a vigorous physique, he's considered uh, like he's, ex you know, he's considered attractive and virile. And, you know, the female body is considered beautiful if it's got a firm butt, firm breasts. And, and we can still see it because there's still some people, even with all this body positivity, there are still some haters out there that are hating and are judging people for their appearance without thinking or empathizing or trying to understand that's why I, I always say like don't judge a, a book by its cover you don't know what that person is going through you don't know the reasons why you know I mean and, and also if you are judging someone that means that you have issues yourself um, so always like outwardly like hating on others judging others is also a reflection of what we don't love and accept within ourselves. Ooh, I feel like I'm one of those, like, that was kind of one of those moments of, ooh, ah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, no, it's, it's seriously, we're not perfect. We're not meant to be perfect. And we have to, I mean, I know it's easier, it's easier said than done because, obviously, it's, it's a struggle I deal with on a daily basis myself, is... I don't judge people because I don't know. I don't know their story. I don't know what's happening. People don't know my story. So that's why I tend not to judge. I don't give an opinion on people's like physical ap uh, appearance um, because it's not my place, although it's been done countless amounts of, of times. And I, I'm sure everybody can definitely um, relate. It's, do it's done constantly like towards me and I'm like wow <laughs> did I ask for your opinion I think not but okay whatever everybody's entitled to their opinion and most of the time I hear it from one side like it goes from one ear and out the other because I, ca I can't be bothered anymore to like live up to like society's ideals of this is what you should do and this is what you should look like and this is how you should act but you know what um suck my invisible balls that's what I say I I seriously don't care anymore um, so yeah, on that note, um, just love one another, love yourselves, I know, like just spread positivity, spread love and light, I'm all about the love and light, I'm all about those cuddly hugs, I might, I might not look like I'm cuddly, but I'm definitely am cuddly and huggable, that's just, you know, you'll, you'll get to know me, slowly, slowly, but anyway, on that note, thank you so much, you guys, for listening to me and my ranting and raving i hope you enjoyed this very first episode i promise that um future episodes won't be so heavy on um well statistical data or should i say percentages although i think i think i found my new fetish you know statistical data but okay so thank you so much um actually i just i'm trying to like i said uh, deal with everything and I'm putting stuff up and you know getting the website together I've actually created a Facebook group so you can find me um, on Beauty Unlocked the podcast uh, there it's a, a private group 
and I just want to spread love positivity. I want to share like news on articles that we read about such things. You know, um, it's a it's a safe space and you know, I don't want people to be, it's not a group for, for haters. If anybody hates, they'll be immediately like kicked out. I'm not into like spreading hate. I'm into spreading love and light. And so it's a place where you can just like share articles or things like findings that you've come across like on the web about anything to do with uh, beauty or, you know, psychological effects of beauty and whatnot. So definitely like join the Facebook group and send me your stories. You know, I would love to hear from you guys, get to know you guys so much better. Um, definitely want to create like a family atmosphere. So you guys can also send me like emails at beautyunlockedpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much and um, definitely be hearing, you'll definitely, sorry, be hearing from me next week. So love you guys, take care and be safe. Bye. Wow. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.